So this is the uh, Two Gingers podcast. <laughs> this is the special ginger episode of e-commerce paradise podcast, guys. I'm excited to bring uh, to bring the ginger nomad hashtag uh, uh, at the ginger nomad on Instagram. Patrick is his name. He's been traveling and and doing crazy cool stuff, and he's got a crazy cool story to tell you. Um, super excited to get him on the podcast. So tell the listeners a little bit about you. Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, I am, yeah, the ginger nomad. That that didn't my journey did not start out as the ginger nomad. I um, I guess I, I we're here right now in Bali. Uh, I met Miles and Melanie, who ran this event called the Abundant Circle, and uh, I met them on the nomad uh, cruise last year. We were um, we sailed from Cartagena, Colombia, to Portugal, and uh, while I was on the ship. Well, let me go a little bit step f- further back. Um, how did I want to do this lifestyle? How did I want to become, I guess, a nomad and an entrepreneur? Um, I was living in New York City and for about five years. Uh, I really loved my life there. It was really cool. Got to walk to work compared to when I was living in D.C. before that. Um, but basically... Um, I just felt this need to travel for some reason before I ended up getting married and that different point in my life. Um, so I said, I'm going to try to get rid of all my stuff. It took me about six months to mostly become a minimalist. Um, I spent a lot of time getting rid of old electronics that I didn't need that were still sitting there from college. Um, just a bunch of stuff. Like I'm down to, I have no furniture right, right this minute. I have no furniture. Um, I'm down to five bins of storage that I'm paying for that I really don't need to be paying for because it's pretty much worthless. Um, but, and, uh, the stuff in my parents' house. So got down to that, um, left New York city in May of last year. And I felt like the nomad cruise was an excellent way to start. I basically was like, all right, the ship's leaving. So if I don't get on that ship, uh, I'm not going right. (laughs) So. Um, so I basically booked the, sh- booked the cruise, um, flew myself down to Cartagena, was in Cartagena for three days, um, started, I knew this whole nomad community kind of existed and they were entrepreneurs and all sorts of stuff, but I knew also that I wanted to be a part of it and I wasn't going to be a part of it if I had a full-time job up in New York City. So, um, so I got on the cruise ship, um, met a, lot of awesome people on board. I upgraded my ticket to um, a junior suite cabin on that ship because I was like, oh, it's like an extra couple hundred bucks. And that gave me access to um, this thing called the Waves Club. And the Waves Club was where I met Miles and Melanie. Um, It was kind of a smaller group within our bigger group on the Nomad Cruise. And every night or all day long and every night we would kind of just hang out and really get to bond kind of like we're doing here at the abundance circle. It was, um, cause there was like 200 of us on the nomad cruise, but then in the small group in the waves club, it was probably about 70 of us or less. And at any one time there was only like, I don't know, 20 or 30 people in there. Um, so it kind of brought us closer together in that small group. And then what happened was I spent a lot of that time on the cruise ship, um, creating things. Uh, I made a short film, uh, which I'll send you a link to so you can take a look at it. It was called uh, Professor Amaki Goes Native, a digital nomad mockumentary. Um, so I helped another girl and we, we made that whole thing and debuted it on the first, um, uh, w- as soon as we 
the last day of the cruise ship. I'm sorry. We we debuted that to everybody, and everybody was like, it was pretty awesome to see their reactions and everything like that. And uh, make sure you link below. <laughs> yeah, sure it was pretty cool. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. And um, so what happened was I got to Europe. Um, I had planned to not pretty much have a plan. Um, I ended up in Portugal, uh, spent a few days in Lisbon. And what I kind of want to tell your viewers about, too, is like this journey is a, a huge series of ups and downs. Um, actually, get the first day I got to Lisbon was one of my lowest days on the on my journey because um, you had been around all these people for two weeks you had like all these amazing experiences you always had friends around and when I got to Europe I actually like all of a sudden distanced myself from everybody I went to my own Airbnb by myself um, and it was really weird because all of a sudden you're ripped away from your community um, so we did meet up that night, so that got better. Um, but then I got sick and I kind of like, it was a really rough start to my summer in Europe. Um, but Miles ended up uh, convincing me to go to Barcelona. So I met up with them and kind of unconferenced the DC conference. Um, so we hung out there for a couple of days, but I was still kind of like, ah, I don't know if this thing is for me yet. Like, I don't know. Maybe I was really thinking about going home back to uh, back to New York. At this point, I was like two weeks in. Um, and then my dad had been to Copenhagen. He really liked Copenhagen. Um, so he told me, yeah, I, go to Copenhagen at least to, while you're there and you'll love it. So I booked a flight from Barcelona to Copenhagen. And I was starting to feel a little bit better because I felt like Copenhagen, obviously us gingers, like that's more of our, <laughs> that's more of our area, right? Our people. <laughs> uh, those are our people. <laughs> so uh, what happened was I was feeling better, but there was one night and um, I went out to this Irish pub by myself and they started playing Irish folk songs. And when I was in like um, high school and then college we would go to these, these Irish pubs and I just felt at home there and at this pub in Ireland and that was kind of like this big upswing like I started like really enjoying it um, I met some people um, and they said you should go to Stockholm so I actually was supposed to go to Munich I had a flight booked to Munich and I was like you know what that's another thing that's great about this lifestyle is you can just change your plans at will and it's like where where should I go and um and I had been in Munich before and I'd never been to Stockholm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the $150 uh, cut on the, uh, on the ticket that I have. And I booked a train ticket from Copenhagen to Stockholm. Love Stockholm. It was amazing. Um, then I ended up, I had plans to be in Budapest. So, uh, after Stockholm, I went to Budapest and, uh, met up with friends there. And then the, the trip was really great. Um, I, we went to Serbia together, and then I had actually, uh, about nine years ago or so, I had done this thing in Croatia. Right after I graduated from grad school um, at Virginia Tech, I went to Europe for three weeks. Mm -hmm. And one of those weeks I spent in Croatia, and we sailed around um, the islands between Split and Dubrovnik and Havar and some of these other islands. And I became really good friends with the captain there. And he... Um, he actually invited me back last summer, uh, for free to come on the, on with him. It, the whole, his boat was totally, um, 
book that week, actually. So what happened was uh, he actually invited me to stay in his cabin with him. Uh, he was just like a super cool dude. Um, and I ended up staying in the cabin, sailing around another week. I obviously paid him some money to like, that was like insane, insanely nice, but he's such a great guy. Um, and then this past summer, just fast forward for just a second, um, I was back in Croatia and did another sailing tour with another company, but I met up with him and now we're doing our own sailing trip. I'm with that captain next year. So I'm going to be doing my first retreat where I'm leading next year. So all these like travel things have kind of led up to me wanting to lead my own trips. So it's going to be exciting next year to, to see that first retreat happen with the captain. Cause he's so cool. He's like, he's a traditional creation guy. He, he just loves what he does. And it's going to be cool to see him like lead a, a group of my friends around. Um, so Croatia was the second to last trip uh, stop, and then Ireland was the last stop. And I knew that I had never been to Ireland, even though obviously you can see the, the red hair here. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I basically wanted to, and in Ireland there was a uh, redhead festival, which we're just talking about. <laughs> so I went to this town called Crosshaven. Um, and there's a little redhead festival, probably about three or 400 people that were there. And we just hung out for like a few days and all, all had red hair. There's like a, yeah, we're, we're at this house, by the way. I don't know if this has been your podcast from, the, <laughs> from miles, but uh, this house literally shakes. There's like the seawall. And every like 10 minutes or even less, the waves hit. It feels like, I know, we get like a, a whole earthquake every few minutes. Uh, but that's another thing that kind of brings us together here. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. So how was the, uh, the, how was the, the Red Hat Festival? So the, the Red Hat Festival was really cool. It was like four days, met people from all over the world. A lot of people from Europe, but also some people from the States came. And um, it was just kind of a cool way to end my Europe trip that year. Um, and I had a really good time. And basically, uh, then I drove around the rest of the island by myself, uh, went to the Ring of Kerry, um, stopped in some Airbnbs, had a really good time. There's this one place I, I remember um, in Kerharsavine or something like that. There's this little town. I stopped in this like pizza place that was converted from an old church. It was the most gorgeous building I've ever seen. It was like the coolest pizza place I've ever seen. And I started talking to, so I had been doing Instagram actually all summer. Um, growing my Instagram and I grew from 250 at the start of my summer to at that point when I was in Ireland I was probably around 2,000 or 2,500 so I, I definitely implemented a lot of the skills I had learned on the nomad cruise and from miles and other people in this community and I just had an iPhone I didn't have anything else I didn't have this camera that's sitting right here this this digital SLR and I implemented um, just the, the tactics. Um, it was a lot at that time, the kind of the strategy was follow and follow and like, like. Um, so I did a lot of that. I would sit in airports, I would sit in like taxis and just like do that. Um, and luckily I had a T-Mobile account and that summer they had given all T-Mobile users in Europe like free 4G. Um, I don't have that now, like they, they, they took it away. I sell like 2G or 3G. But uh, that summer I had 4G all summer, so it was just like like unlike, follow unfollow, and I and also some blog posts that really did help grow my following. So I grew from 250 to 2,500, um, and so I started talking to them about 
Instagram marketing. I ended up getting them to start their own Instagram account while they were there. That was pretty cool. Now it's um, No, this this oh, this oh, pizza place the pizza in place the right, pizza place in, in in Ireland. And then um, yeah, drove back up um, to Dublin. Spent a couple nights in Dublin. Uh, just to obviously see the the normal stuff you see in Dublin, like the the Guinness factory and stuff. Yeah, and then I flew home, and remember that uh, that roller coaster we were talking about? <laughs> that roller coaster went way down. Uh, that that moment I landed in New York City um, was pretty rough. Um, all of a sudden, all the the life I thought I that I that I knew was gone. Um, my apartment was gone because um, I got rid of my apartment. My job was gone. Didn't have a job. Um, there was a relationship that was gone as well, and all of a sudden, like I was, it was pretty rough for a few months actually. Um, but so it was kind of like a rough time to get through, and like people need to know, like this journey is not like all amazing, like everything's gonna happen amazingly right away, right? <laughs> so I went through a rough patch definitely for a while, and um, but. One thing I forgot to mention was while I was in Europe over the summer, Miles gave me a call. And remember, I had told you that I was doing these video things while we were on the cruise, right? And he gave me a call. He was like, it would be really cool if you came out to Thailand with us in October and um, and did videos for us. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> so... Opportunity. Yeah, it was a great opportunity, yes. and uh, I really appreciate Miles for for offering that up, and um, and and actually he was the first person that ever brought me to Asia. So I I had never been to Asia before, so I so I spent about a month, I guess, in Virginia where my parents live, and then I went to New York and spent. I, I ended up getting a sublease there, um, and that's when I started like doing consulting work. Mm -hmm. So. I luckily had planned out my um, my journey into consulting and like entrepreneurship kind of strategically, mm -hmm. and I knew that I had clients that were gonna hire me after I had left my job. Okay. Um, so people I had known in the past, so that really helped. Um, I had done a little bit while I was in Europe, but it really started once I got back to the States, and I, I ended up just like, setting myself in Brooklyn uh, in a sublease for a while, not knowing exactly what I was going to do, but I started doing consulting work, making money that way, and that, that went really well. Um, the first piece of software I wrote for this one client uh, became a product, actually, within the last three months, so it's really cool to see something I wrote now out there in the world doing things, um, and now that's starting to be, like, actually ready to like for me to do more work to start making more money because because I wrote it I'm now kind of like the world expert in it right so now that's something somebody told me as an engineer early on they're like if you create something yourself you're the world expert in it so people are going to come back to you to um, to do that and, and make improvements on it so I ended up um, basically yeah so I did that client I got another client um, and I established myself enough to actually live in Brooklyn quite nicely. Um, wasn't making nearly as much money as I was when I was uh, at my job in Manhattan, but I was doing enough. And um, so I guess I was in New York for about a month, and then I flew out to Thailand and to, to meet Miles and Melanie for Abundant Circle 1, which is the precursor to this trip. 
So we went to Abundant Circle One. That was the first time I really started flying my drone. Um, I had bought a drone before I went to Europe. I kind of kicked myself in the foot for not bringing it with me the, when I went to Europe on the cruise. Um, I was like, oh, this thing's going to be too big. Um, the funny thing is yeah. I now travel with about half of what I traveled last summer with and the drone. Wow, yeah. So I had a huge backpack and the suitcase I currently travel with. And I started like learning that you don't need all this stuff. Like it's not yeah. necessary. So what's really important is the stuff that like the laptop that we're recording this podcast <laughs> on, the drone and the cameras, those are the important things and a bit of clothes and I can wash clothes and I can buy things in other countries if they're, if I need to, but the, I don't need to carry all this crap with me. Um, so anyway, I flew up to Thailand. That was the first time uh, I flew the drone. I learned from David Dang Vu, who was on the cruise with me. He, he taught me a ton about flying the drone and started learning these new skills. And that was really the, the, the whole thing about this process was just learning new skills. I was a software engineer in New York. I, I, I personally believe I'm a pretty good software engineer, um, but I kind of felt stuck in, I didn't really know what else I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do more, but I didn't know how to do it. Um, and because I started experimenting with other things, I experimented with the podcast, experimented with photography, and the thing that kind of stuck so far is the photography and the videography. But I'm starting to get back to the other things too, because now it's kind of cool to like have, obviously we're learning a lot at this abundant circle, like all these things are important, right? I just don't have the time and now I gotta hire some VAs to do some of it, but. Uh, but basically, uh, that kind of stuck. Um, I started doing the first videos uh, for the Abundant Circle. They weren't so great, but they were good enough for the time being. Um, and we finished that event. I, I really enjoyed it, and that kind of launched one of my ideas from that event was to create this piece of software. Because I was running around um, taking video with a camera, an iPhone, a drone and I think a GoPro, right? Yeah. So I have four like cameras that I'm using mm. and, and I have two hard drives that I want all that data to go to and it's a lot of manual effort and I want it organized in the right way. Mm. So I ended up thinking, I can solve this problem, I'm a software engineer. So that was the start of Nomadic Media Manager which is about to be a product that's gonna be released. So I'm pretty excited about that. Wow. And that helps solve a lot of these problems that I've been having over the past year and it makes these trips so much more fun because a lot of my time is now not spent organizing media it's taking either taking the photos mm. hanging out with people or doing the editing and it's not spent just doing manual work to move files around that's really cool. so that's where that idea came from I'm excited about that um, went back to New York uh, spent a lot of the winter in New York nothing crazy happened except for just doing a lot of work and then um, I met this girl earlier in the year, a friend from Los Angeles who had a sister that was going to go to Bali. And she was running a yoga retreat in Bali. And what happened was I was like, I've always wanted to go to Bali. I've heard so many good things about Bali, especially now being part of this nomad community. I was like, all right, this is a perfect opportunity. Like I just said yes. And that's another thing that I've said a lot of the, over the past years, just say yes. I said yes to Miles. I said yes to going to the nomad cruise. And now I said yes to going to Bali. 
Um, at that point in time, I used photography a little bit to get a discount, but I still paid for that trip. That was um, that was one of my first like retreats besides Miles' trip, so um, I was didn't have the clout yet to start using it as a business really yet. So, but I knew I wanted to go to Bali, so I went to Bali, and I. Sorry, I'm, it's a lot of talking here. It's <laughs> a long story. <laughs> yeah. So I went to Bali, um, went to the Yoga retreat, took pictures for these girls, Katie and, um, and Kathleen, and really enjoyed that. Bali was like everything and more that I thought it was going to be. Um, and what happened was one day at the, at the retreat, um, one of the girls that was at the retreat with me brought her friend over and her boyfriend. And I had been using my Instagram to kind of reach out to a couple um, villas and stuff in Bali to, to try to get it to the point where I was going to get free places to stay. And it actually worked out really well. So I got the first time, uh, before I met him, I already had one. And I had like three days at this villa in Chengdu. So you, you got a place at this so, so, five-star resort. Yeah, so we started like at this, uh, yeah, like it was like a four-and-a-half-star four resort. Star. All right, let's, let's, because the next one I wanted to get, get to. All right, so it was like a four-and-a-half-star resort at this uh, this resort in Nusa Dua. Where is Nusa Dua? Nusa Dua is on the east part of the uh, island, um, kind of straight across from the airport. Okay. Um, it's kind of close to where we were a couple days ago mm-hmm. to go out for the marina, but just a bit north. Cool. It's like this really, like, like Richie area like it's all protected by like gated fences and stuff like I would never usually stay there but it was free so it was fine um and it, we had our private pool I can show you pictures I'll link you to some uh, some of the pictures from there um and then we ended up actually using um our social media following to to reach out to another place called the Lugian Bali while we were at in Nusa Dua and the Lagian Bali is, I believe at the time, or I hope still is, the number one rated hotel on this island. We're currently on Bali, by the way. I think you've, <laughs> we mentioned that. But <laughs> we're back on Bali. This is like six months later. Yeah, there's, a, there's some Balinese flowers right You don't see those anywhere else, hardly. Right. So um, basically, we reached out to the Lagian Bali and ended up uh, getting a, this is like a legit five-star resort. So we, in order to do this, we, it took a little bit of work. He, he was an awesome businessman to make this happen. Um, his name is Amir. He's my business partner now, um, which is crazy because my business partner came from like meeting an American in Bali, which is a whole other conversation we can have later. Uh, but basic, <laughs> yeah, connections. And, and when you meet somebody from another, like in, in another place that's yeah. similar to you, you kind of have an immediate connection Stronger there. Bond. You have Stronger that in bond. common, you know, totally. Right. Yeah. So he, um, he got us a meeting with this hotel, and he used actually some of the videos from Thailand when we did the Abundant Circle and my Instagram account. At this point, my Instagram account had grown again. I was at about 6,000 followers at this point. Wow. And my Instagram really started from like a personal account, excuse me, mm-hmm. to like... It's, it's now my professional business portfolio, even though it's personal. Mm, like, yeah. I still add... Yeah, there's some nice photos on there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I still add, like, photos of me. I add photos of my friends. But I, it's, it's a professional, personal account. Um, so I use that as a portfolio to show other people. 
And he used that and the videos from Thailand to get us the meeting. And when we had the meeting, we realized they actually wanted to do this, but they didn't know who to hire. Mm -hmm. And we came in with, well, the awesome idea of giving it to them for free in exchange for a place to stay. And they were like, we can't pass that up. <laughs> so there's a huge value in free work. And obviously, once you get to a certain level, you're not going to necessarily do free work anymore. But mm -hmm. as you're starting out, it was an excellent way to get in the door. Um, and it was an awesome experience. Like, hell, I, yeah. hell yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go to stay at a five star resort for three nights. So I ended up actually awesome. having to extend my stay for three days. I was like, I'm not passing this up. I had a flight out like the day we were supposed to start. So I was like, I'm changing my flight. Mm -hmm. And I had I only had like three or four more days left on my visa. So I was like, I got we got to do it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we went to the Lagian. I had an amazing time, like amazing hotel, but it was a lot of work. So I, we filmed like three days straight. Um, these were more curated shots rather than experience because it was like, a, they won like a commercial type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one awesome thing too about traveling was I met, so obviously this hotel is a little bit different. So I'm currently 32, but I, I sometimes people think I'm a little bit younger mm -hmm. and I'm not exactly their target demographic of mm -hmm. what they were looking for. Mm -hmm. So for these videos, I was kind of looking for another subject to the video. Mm -hmm. And luckily, um, through networking, I, about a week and a half, two weeks prior, I was up in Ubud at this place called Jungle Fish. Mm -hmm. And while I was at Ubud, I walked into this place called Jungle Fish with my drone. Um, and the drone is an amazing, like, <laughs> it's a really good conversation starter. So not only did I have a drone, and another guy had a drone, he was an American, and he immediately walks up to me and is like, oh, what's that, a Phantom 4, blah, blah, blah. We start talking. We become really good friends on the spot. And I have a picture of us, like, we like, we went up to the people who were like, hey, do you guys mind if we fly the drone? And they're like, yeah, it's okay as long as you don't get video of like the, the, the personal villas and stuff. So we we're like, okay, that's fine. So we have pictures of us like sitting on the edge of this pool, flying the drones around. And so what happened was we kept in touch. And then when I went, to, I was at the Lagine, I was like, hey, I really need a, a, a good subject to this video. Would you guys mind being part of the video? And I guess they had done some modeling stuff before. So they're like, sure, that would be great. Um, so they came down to Semenyak. We filmed like an entire day with them as the models. Um, and what happened was, uh, I guess we finished those, like I, I finished all the filming and what was really important was I did some of the editing while we were there mm -hmm. to show them a piece of final work. Cause I think they wouldn't have liked, they wouldn't have known what was happening had I not done some editing while we were there. Sure. Excuse me. So I realized that like this is really important to give people work on the spot. So one of the things about my business and why I'm creating the software is to speed up this whole process. Sure, yeah. And it allows, allows you to basically create a commercial in a day if you really wanted to. Yeah. And it takes it, all this like, it's a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> all just like just managing all this stuff. Yeah. But if, if I can create my business where I'm doing this stuff in real time because people need like social media posts every day, yeah, yeah. Um, it gives me an edge. Um, so we did that and they ended up like wanting a few more videos from, because they had seen the video we had done. So it was pretty cool. And then, um, and then I flew home and those videos were finished. They're now on the leading hotels of the world's website, which is pretty cool. 
Um, so my plan is to start leveraging that in the future. Um, I'm, I got to focus though. So right now I'm focused on the, um, the software, finishing the software, getting online. Once that's kind of done, then I'll start doing like half fun, half like engineering work. I don't like as a nomad, I, I, I'm not giving up my engineering career like that. I'm still an engineer for life. Pretty much. I, I, I was the kid that had the, the, the vacuum cleaner and I would play with the vacuum cleaner and plug it on the couch when I was like a baby. So <laughs> I am, I am an engineer for life. Um, but I can be an engineer in any parts of the world now. And also traveling has given me different types of experiences that I'm realizing, Oh, I need this. These people need this. And I can, realize there's other problems in the world rather than just my my small niche back in New York so um, what else happened I flew home I was in New York for a while um, okay so there even more to the story so <laughs> so <laughs> I then basically was back in New York I started doing photo shoots uh, for different people like headshots and um, some model shots. I had taken a photo of this girl I had met probably six months prior at a at a at an event, a workout class called Surf Yoga Beer Boot Camp. Booty Camp, actually. Booty yeah. Oh, Booty Camp. Better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this company called Surf Yoga Beer had um, they basically realized that everybody likes to work out, but none of these workout classes really have a social aspect to them. So what happened was I started going to their classes, and then the day after I had done the photo shoot with this girl, Eleonora, um, I posted a picture on my Instagram, and she posted the same picture on her Instagram, and both of them were following, uh, like the, the company Surfigo Beer was following us nice. on Instagram. And they realized, oh my gosh, they, he knows her, and we're, they know each other from Surfigo Beer, and we need a photographer in, in Mexico in three days. Oh, wow. In three days. Okay. <laughs> so he, call, he, he texts me, and he's like, hey, um, I just saw you. You did a photo shoot with Eleonora. We need uh, a photographer in, in Sayulita in Mexico for this uh, trip we're going on. It's a 10-day event. It's two trips, uh, two different sets of uh, groups for 10 days, so five and five. Um, and I go for the whole 10 days. <laughs> so what happens uh, I go down there ended up hanging out doing a video for them taking photos um, Sayulita is an amazing place I ended up networking with the um, with the guy that runs the co-working space there because I was there to do photography but I also as a nomad like I still had other work to do so I was the, the cool thing is that now that I can work remotely I was able to say yes to that trip um, if I had a job where I was tied to a desk and I had to ask my boss, that wouldn't have happened. Like I would have sure. said, oh, my boss is not going to let me go three days from now to be a photographer. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> but because of the lifestyle I had built, um, I was able yeah. to do that. Awesome. So I, but while I was in Sayulita, I ended up going to um, the, co the Sayulita co-work uh, to, get, to get high-speed internet. Yeah. And I met the guy that actually runs Sayulita co-work. And we became really good friends. And it turns out he has built um, the only really high-speed internet in Sayulita. Wow. He leased a fiber line from Puerto Varta, okay. 
and takes the internet connection from Puerto Varta to Sayulita and then farms it out to first his co-working space so people that can come to Sayulita can, um, can work there. But then he uses radios uh, to, to farm that connection out to other properties in Sayulita. And my background, I worked for this wireless company in New York, and I really got to know him well because like, we had kind of a similar background. He wasn't an engineer, but he knew all this stuff, so we started talking, and he actually invites me back like a month later. So I went back to New York, then a month later, I ended up staying for free at his place in Sayulita for another week, and we just co-worked for a week and hung out, and we have plans to do projects together, even, even possibly a retreat in, in Croatia, or sorry, in, uh, in Mexico at some point. Um, so he's a good friend now. Awesome. What else happened? I uh, went back to New York. So I've been in and out of New York. So like I never really gave up New York. I just kind of like never, I don't have an apartment there right now. So I would do Airbnbs or stay with friends. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, and then I ended up booking, uh, when I booked the trip to, to Sayulita, I booked it on points. But I ended up screwing up the points and transferring it to United. And I realized that I could have gotten a better deal if I had just booked it through Chase Sapphire Rewards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had already booked, like, I had already transferred like 70,000 points off to, um, to, to United. I'm like, uh, luckily I had enough to pay for both. And I was like, all right, well, you know what? I spent last summer in Budapest. I really liked Budapest. I'm going to use those 70,000 points and book a business class ticket to Budapest on, in August. So I was in New York, um, and I was like, all right, let's go to Budapest for August. And I had friends that were going to Budapest. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. There's a, there's a music festival called Siget in Budapest. So I booked an Airbnb for a month in Budapest, which was like way nicer than anything I would have booked in New York for the same price, oh, wow. right? Yeah. And like I had one bedroom, awesome apartment in the great part of town. Um, and stayed there, partied a lot at the, at the music festival. It's a cool music festival because you can go into... Um, you can go to the festival, but then stay in the city. So you can go to the festival at night, and then you can go back to your apartment and just chill during the day versus having to camp at the festival and stuff. Um, so stayed there. While I was in, uh, actually just before I left New York to go to, um, to go to, sorry, lots of talking. Uh, just before I left to go to Budapest, I had had a friend that I, I'm, working with called Al his name is Alex and he got me a gig in Croatia so I ended up going to be a photographer for this uh, sailing trip in Croatia which we're about to release the video of and so I did another um, yeah I basically did another retreat didn't uh, I didn't pay for that retreat uh, I didn't get paid but I was in I was already in Europe so it was, it was easy I just took a bus from Budapest to Croatia did a week-long sailing trip, got to go sail around the islands of Croatia, and, um, and then I ended up, because uh, I was in Croatia, like so close to the, when the next Nomad cruise was, I just said yes to the Nomad cruise. I wasn't sure I was going to go. I kind of wanted to go back to, to, to the States and go back to New York, but because it was so close, I was like, all right, well, I'll just stay and live and split for another couple weeks. Yep. Got a bunch of work done. I, I did a lot of work on Nomadic while I was in Croatia. Um, a lot of new features came out of that trip. And then I went on the Nomad Cruise, and the Nomad Cruise was, again, awesome. Um, this time we didn't have the Waves Club, but I had 
um, I, I think that was actually really good because it, it brought the group close together. There wasn't the separation. So uh, I hung out. Uh, we had more stops that time. So we stopped in St. Kitts. We stopped in Curacao. We stopped in Aruba. Um, I was part of actually uh, doing the next Nomad Cruise video. So I helped be part of that. Um, I've done this thing called Acro Yoga too for the last four years. Mm -hmm. And I had brought two girls that I had met um, previous earlier that year came on the nomad cruise because I told them about it mm -hmm. and they did acro yoga so we started teaching classes every night so we taught an acro yoga class every day at 6 p.m. when we were at sea so that was really cool <laughs> to see cool, yeah. like one day oh, we even had like cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was crazy <laughs> it was such a good following like the, yeah. every day they're like hey are we doing acro today it's yeah, so cool it is cool yeah it's really fun and um, basically they yeah one day we had like 50 people so this really became a big thing on the cruise ship and it brought people closer together too because it's like trust and um, you're learning from each other and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and then I got to Panama, we spent a few days in Panama and then I flew back to New York and, uh, and now I did some photo shoots there. I um, did some work there. Now I'm gonna go actually, after this trip, I'm going back and renting Alex. Alex has a photo studio in New York so I'm gonna be helping, I'm gonna be using that as my workspace. Yeah. Um, and uh, as a jump off point to get an apartment back in New York because I want to start having a home base. It's been like a year and a half. <laughs> so it takes a long, like now I, I'm ready to have a home base, but I'm still going to do some trips. And that, I don't know what 2018 will bring, but um, still do some trips. But I, now I really want to focus on taking all this stuff, all these photos, all these drone videos, uh, putting it all together into portfolios, finish the software, and then maybe second half of 2018, go out and do like a two, three month trip again where we implement all this and go like promote it again. So, um, and then, yeah. And then I, I didn't know if I was gonna say yes to, to Bali the second time around, but I couldn't say no. And Miles flew me out to Abundant Circle Bali. So we're here now. So, uh, so what, do you, what do you think of the Abundant Circle so far? I mean, it hasn't just been like you being around taking photos and videos. You've actually kind of been like an active member of the group and like masterminding and stuff, which is super cool because like you are an entrepreneur just like the rest of us. And it just so happens to be that you're like a really good videographer, drone flyer and photographer. So we've gotten some like crazy good footage. And uh, the, the, vi the first video is already live actually on YouTube, which is pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it turned out really good. And, and you actually edited it here. Um, so uh, what did you like gain from this event yourself? beyond just like obviously making the footage and, and the connections like like have you have been able to gain anything like uh, like have you learned uh, things about yourself learned things about your business things like that you might implement in the future I think I've learned a lot and it was also it's just really the connections and the opportunities learning to say yes uh, to even go was a really good start um, when miles asked me I was like I couldn't pass it up and uh, basically I think it's really important to like this is a great way for me to go on. I love these retreats. I love being part of this. And it's a great way for me to get an outlet to go on these retreats um, and not spend as much to like, I wouldn't necessarily maybe choose to come on this had I not had the opportunity to work for Miles uh, to, to do this event. Yeah. But basically now I'm, help, I'm actually learning a lot about running my own retreats by being here. So now after doing all these retreats, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm now ready to like be ready to lead my own next, next time around. So by seeing how other people do it, 
Um, I've learned a lot from different ones. Like some things were ran smoothly on some retreats, some things didn't. I'm like, okay, now I know the things I want in a retreat, how to make it run smoothly. So that's a lot of things I've gained. And then one, another thing is just being like, I, I pride myself on trying to be part of the group too. Like there's a lot of work I have to do to be here, but then I also want to be part of it and, and meet everybody and be part of the community. We like, I met Willow in New York city a few months ago when she was there. So I, I think it's really cool to like be part of the community. It's just a different way for me to gain access because I'm not, I'm not to my business level yet um, where some of you guys are, but I, I have the, Putting myself around people like that really gets me in the mindset, gets me ideas, knows, makes me more, know more about digital marketing, makes me just have more ideas because, again, like the, the idea for Nomadic Media Manager came out of me doing one of these trips. So. Yeah, I love I love your message about just saying yes to certain things because I mean truly you do have to be careful in life sometimes but like really when something good comes your way if you just say yes to it you know it yeah. opens up all these other things it's like almost like this domino that you you go down and I love how like you start your story off with with your escape from New York the very first time because that kind of how it was for me too where we finally like made our big escape from the Western world of this like mindset of having to have a, a place having to have all this stuff and never tr- being able to travel because of that. And it was kind of holding us back. So we got rid of the place, got rid of the stuff and traveled. And now we realize that if we ever were to go back home, that the Western world, the Eastern world, every part of the world, like we have hotels, we have Airbnbs, like we have people that are doing cool events. There's so many different ways you can integrate yourself into the world around you, right? That, that you don't ever have to be worried about having a place to stay or worried about having money or, or, or you know, whatever to make ends meet. I mean, it's just freaking awesome. Yeah, and I, I, I would definitely say I didn't make all the right choices along the way. There's choices I would have definitely chosen. Like, I wish I could have a time machine and go back in time and change a bunch of stuff. But um, I, I, I think it's awesome, like, the way I've done it. And um, it's basically... Yeah, you can be anywhere. You can you can do this stuff. Like it may be harder to find an Airbnb in New York, but I've actually been a nomad in my own city now. Like it's pretty kind of cool. Um, so it, you're not tied to these things. Like yes, it's nice to have a home base, but it's not necessary all the time. And the opportunities it's given me to go out in the world, see it, and then come back. Like I, I, and also makes me more grounded. Like I start appreciating New York more than I did before. And like, I appreciated the relationships I've had there, appreciated the, the living there because I love being outside, but I also love being back with my community. So it's kind of like, I, I want the best of both worlds, I guess, but <laughs> I can kind of have it in some way. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say there. It's just like, it, 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 just say yes to things and don't be so scared. Like I would never tell anybody, don't go to college for one. Like my engineering degree is, is still benefiting me now. Um, I don't know if you necessarily need it all the time. Like there's all these new education systems, but I would never say, tell somebody no to that. I would never tell anybody to just go quit their job with no money. Um, there are people that do it. Like people have left and gone to Asia with like a, like 500 to a thousand bucks in their pocket. That wouldn't be me. I, I had saved up enough money to feel comfortable. I wasn't trying to, uh, um, to worry about that. Um, when I had left and even now, like I have enough money coming in to like, I'm not worried that I, I'm not gonna have a roof or a, a meal in my, in my belly or whatever. But, um, but I think people are really scared to make the jump and 
not um, like it's so crazy for me to see all these people in where I grew up in Northern Virginia just like spend hour driving into the city to go to work to make some money to drive an hour back to be exhausted to not have enough time to spend with their kids to go to bed and do it all over again like actually like you can make more money if you just think outside the box a little bit and now actually New York's a great place I love New York more now that I don't have a full-time job because I can leverage different times I don't have to sit in the subway at rush hour I can go to yoga class in the middle of the day um, I can do all these things around the city that I may have not had the opportunity to do before so so uh, let's talk a little bit about your project nomadic I think it's pretty freaking awesome because what you're doing I, I think is you're solving your own problems which you know are problems other people are having too and you're creating a way for this to go really big in the future so I know you're still in the works on it um, but you are at that stage now where you're able to you have this prototype and you're kind of working on it and that you have this goal right so can you talk a little bit about that yeah, so Nomadic is, uh, it's, it's, the full name is Nomadic Media Manager, but uh, Nomadic came out of the idea... N-O-M-A-T-Y-K. Right? N-O-M-A-T-Y-K, right. I, well, that, I, I, Nomadic, spelled correctly, was already taken by a wallet company, but uh, I was able to get this, and I actually think it's kind of cool with like this, the, the slightly different spelling. So... Um, so yeah, Abundant Circle uh, 1.0, which is last year, I had all these cameras, all this stuff, and it, if you think about four SD cards and f two hard drives, that's eight transfers to get all the media from the source to the destination. Um, and then I would forget, I didn't know what was transferred, I didn't know where everything was, and I was just like, it's it was blowing my mind, all this like, just worried and like you're he you're here for a client right um and if you end up screwing up and losing footage uh to a certain extent you if you could film it again that's one thing but like i could go back a, a month later and then oh crap all my stuff is gone and they're gonna be pretty pissed and like um and then if you have, if you're making money like wh what's like they're gonna like that's basically a breach of contract right <laughs> um so I realized that there was a big problem in the market in my own need, and it was that I needed a way to organize the media and verify that the media that was on the SD cards was on the destination um, and backed up. So the software currently allows you to plug in uh, a source, which is an SD card, or really a phone or an Android device and a destination which can be your local hard drive or backup hard drives and you can back up to multiple so as soon as you plug, run the software all the media goes from the source to multiple destinations and it's all organized by date and file type which is pretty cool and while we've been here in the abundant circle save me so much time um, I basically every time I go out and take footage I go back to my computer plug the SD card in, walk away, go get a coffee, come back, and all the, all the work that I would spend about an hour doing at the previous Abundant Circle is done for me. I don't have to worry about it. I know that it's all there. I'm confident because, one, I wrote the software. Like, that's another thing. Like, if I had just found something online, I'm not confident that it, it does what I need it to do because I've never seen somebody that's going to be putting out a personal story to their software. And that's one thing that I will be doing with as I launch my 
uh, my program is there's a personal story to this. It was written while I traveled the world. It was written for a purpose and it was written on multiple continents, on airplanes, on cruise ships, pretty much everywhere. <laughs> it's been, uh, I guess as a piece of software, it's traveled the world at least a couple times <laughs> before it's even been released. Um, and then actually a, an idea that came out of this trip on the abundant circle, which I had, I had the idea, but I never really like thought it was going to be a, an immediate need. But I realized, um, because I have all these hard drives that are like sprawled out with like USB cables and it's liable to break them and drop them. Like I need to create a piece of hardware that, that uses the software and does it the right way that I can just like plop this thing down and all of a sudden plug an SD card in and it's all transferred versus me having to hook up my computer to a USB hub to two hard drives and that's my goal. So Abundant Circle 3.0 next year their nomadic software will be on the app store and released and nomadic hardware should at least be in a prototype stage. Really looking forward to seeing the development and how it goes. It's really exciting. It's it's new uh, technology and it's solving problems and it's making life easier. And we were talking about all these other use study uh, use case studies that you know you have in mind for all these different types of people that are going to be able to benefit from it. And I think that's a huge part of being out here and being surrounded by um, entrepreneurs like Miles and Melanie and yourself is that like I've learned a lot about it's it's not just about making money as an entrepreneur. It's not just about traveling the world. You know, it, we're trying to solve big problems and we're trying to make a big difference in the world around us. And I think it's really really awesome like what you're doing as uh as an entrepreneur with your media and then as an entrepreneur uh solving problems by making life easier for other people it's cool yeah i mean that's part that's main my goal uh, that's mainly my goal was it was to solve my own problem which was less worry in my head about do i have the media and to save my own time right and now if i can save humanity all these hours those photographers can spend more time taking pictures or editing those videographers can spend more time taking their videos or editing or and editing. And just in general, the world can have more time to do things that they don't necessarily want to be clicking and dragging files around. Um, and then yes, like I have so many more, um, ideas, which we can go into on a later podcast that are going to make this like much easier for in general. But my main goal is to get the basics, the, I guess the minimum vial product out, right? We want the minimum vial product to be ready to go out, just ship it. Ship it. <laughs> and then once we ship that, we're going to talk about version all 2. version 2.0 with all these additional features. So all right, awesome. And such an awesome story. Um, really inspirational. I know everybody out there is going to be super inspired by this because you went from, you know, like all these struggles, you met all these people, you said yes so many times, you went to all these amazing resorts and you just made connections. And I mean, you know, that's just how you got to do it. You know, you just got to be friendly. You just got to have fun with it, you know, and just, just make connections. It's the most fulfilling part of life, I think. And that's, that's the journey I'm on too. So this is a lot of fun for me doing this. And I think we're going to definitely have fun uh, on the next podcast we do next year. So um, for sure. So just let the audience know I guess uh, how they can follow you how they can find you so you can find me on Instagram at the ginger nomad uh, and I do have a website the ginger nomad.me um, it's currently not really working right now but that's another goal after this trip is we're gonna get that back up I also have a company uh, called creative collisions group creative collisions group.com and the last thing is the software. So the software website is going to be up and running soon. It's N-O-M-Y-N-O-M-A-T-Y-K, nomadic.com. 
and I'll give you all the links that you can link in this podcast. So <laughs> thanks a lot for having me on. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for being on, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you guys out there.